all blazers, fire flame, freedom flame, blazers, all blazers, blazers. Early in the morning, as I open my eyes, I'm so grateful for the sleep. I'm giving thanks to the divine. Everything's in prayers. I gotta keep it off my mind while I'm looking for the good and all the peace that I can find. Have you heard about the violent flame, the flame of freedom? That's her name. Look around, you think it's time for change. Everybody ready? Call and flame, fire flame, freedom flame, blazers. Come on, blazers, blazers, fire flame, freedom flame, blazers. Come on. Hi, you guys. Welcome back. This is Richard Sachs on Lost Arts Radio, and uh, we're happy to see you again. I've been wanting to find somebody to come on the show who was involved in the January 6th event, which, you know, we're told was more horrific than the Civil War, and, you know, millions of people were killed. It destroyed the whole city of Washington, D.C., and it was just totally amazing. Except, you know, none of that's actually true. So we needed to have an inside story about it. And I was watching uh, a guest host on Alex's show, Kara Castronova, and she did a great job. And she had a bunch of different people as guests on her guest on her uh, guest host segment. And one of the really good ones was Stephen Rosati, who was there and has been involved in a lot of connected events and not just had no response, but actually acted in a, in a um, proactive response kind of way with an understanding that these things aren't just random events that are happening. They don't need to go by. They need to be responded to because they're symptoms and indications of what's happening to the country and, in fact, not just the country, but worldwide. And this is an assault on humanity that is bigger, in my opinion, than anything that's happened in known history. And what's really amazing about it and attribute it attribute to the psychological uh expertise of the people behind it is that a vast number of people don't even know it's happening and you know there's a lot of amazing aspects to it so i wanted steve to be able to come on the show and hopefully fortunately he was nice enough to agree to do that and to tell the story not maybe starting at the capital scene but the build-up to it and all the events that were connected and important to understanding the real context of what was going on there and what's coming up in the future. So thank you, Steve. I really appreciate your being here. It's nice oh, to have uh, you on the show. Really having me. Uh, just definitely a crazy world we're living in. And uh, they are trying to take away our liberties and take away our freedoms. And January 6th is their blueprint of it. When did you start being aware that something was going on like this? I mean, how many years ago? Um, I would say right when Trump started to uh, run for office, maybe a little bit after that, I started to get really uh, involved in paying attention. And uh, once Trump won, uh, mm-hmm. that kind of opened my eyes saying, wow, this guy can really do this. And obviously, we're, I would never vote for someone like Hillary. And then Trump comes in and he is just authentic. And that was what really uh, drew me to him. This is authenticity. Mm-hmm. And I was I was kind of skeptical about how they may steal the election in 2016, um, but 
well, obviously when Trump won at what, what did they announce it at three o'clock in the morning on Eastern time? Yeah. When that, um, you know, then you knew that it was just going to get worse from that point on. And uh, it, it did. It definitely did. So for people that don't know what you mean by that, wh- what are you saying when you say it would get worse after that? Well, obviously, we are living our lives as normal. We go to work. We enjoy the weekend. We make our money. We pay our bills. And you knew that they were trying to attack Trump, um, and they never expected him to win. And then once he won, then they went through that he was colluding with Russia. And just an all-out blitz from the media. And it just gave people a lot of just anxiety, just the way the media was portraying this fake story of Trump. And everybody was getting involved in it. And then that's how it really started to excel after that. So in order to pick up the attention of people who have no idea what's going on at this point in the country and are following the conventional news and are just stumbling into the program and wondering what you're talking about, many of them have been taught, most of them have been taught by the media that Mm -hmm. Trump is a racist, he's a Russian agent, he hates women, he hates immigrants, um, he's totally disingenuous, he is making money off all of this, it's only for selfish reasons that he ran. You know, in other words, he's a total fraud and a terrible person. What was it that struck you about him from when you first saw him and afterwards what you checked out that made you think uh, that that's not true? Well, I was a I was a I was a supporter of Ted Cruz in 2016, but that was my introduction of getting into politics. Right. And once Trump steamrolled the Republican Party, um, I started to realize, like, wow, this is no joke. This guy is for real. He's in it to win it. And you know, started to understand Trump's history of how he is, and he does things to win. He doesn't do yeah. things to win. And, you know, once he won, and they he was inaugurated, and then you see all of this nonsense about Russia collusion, an open-minded person says, okay, let's wait for the evidence to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, goes by another month, another month, another month, and there's nothing. It's just headlines. There's no evidence, no nothing. And then that's when it really hit everybody that, wow, the media is lying and not only lying, getting away with it. And yeah. how can they, no evidence. In other words, the suggestion that there's some kind of a big organized movement going on that's not friendly. Correct. And right. they ran this Russia collusion uh, narrative for almost two years straight because yeah. they didn't plan for Trump to win. And they thought they could be arrogant and they didn't steal the election like they did in 2020, which we'll get to. And they went to the Russia collusion narrative that completely fell apart. Okay, so one of the things you're doing is using the word they a lot. And I know what you mean. But for people that don't, this is the whole basis. This talks about the whole basis of the idea of a conspiracy. And what we've been taught since 1963, I guess it was, is that the only conspiracies that are real are like bank robbers, you know, colluding together to rob a bank. We've seen that. We know that's true because it's in the cartoons and it was on the Popeye show a lot. We saw bank robbers. So we know, we know those conspiracies are real, but nobody else and anything else that suggests conspiracy, which in case people don't know, most people don't even think of what the word means. It means planning together to do something. So, I mean, it happens everywhere constantly. And it's usually used in the context of doing something negative, like a crime. And what we've been taught is that it can't happen. It's impossible. Anybody who looks into it or thinks about it is crazy. And they have the term conspiracy theorist, which has worked really well 
since the Warren Commission proved that Kennedy was killed by a lone gunman and that there was nothing to look at, nothing happened. And since then, everybody has been called a conspiracy theorist who talks about this they that you're talking about. So how did you start thinking that there was a they and that it was real? Well, when the media's narrative completely fell apart and they started to get even more left-leaning and extreme, you know that there is a there's something bigger behind the scenes that's happening. Yeah. And you start to study on who it may be. You know, you have, I mean, names like Barack Obama. Uh, he was definitely, he's definitely they, uh, along with Nancy Pelosi is they. And you right. see what they're saying and you analyze what they're saying and how they're saying it. And they've been doing this for years where they tell you what they're going to do or they tell you how uh, their plans. And then you really listen to them when you start paying attention yeah. and you're saying, wow, like there is something deeper than this, a, like a deep state. And that's right. Dead. Right. Exactly. And yeah, I think it's important for people to understand it's not just Democrats. Correct. You know, for example, George H.W. Bush gave his famous speech where he said, we have a real chance at a new world order. And he was not a Democrat. Yeah, that was um, that was at his uh, State of the Union address. Right. That he- yeah, very famous. And now it's being talked about openly all over the place by people in different countries of different parties and it's coming out into the open it is a global new world order how every country is every global leader is aligning themselves together to where we are now with the forced vaccines it's not even a vaccine like i said we'll get into that but all of these countries are aligned together to do this and it's crazy right right yeah it's a very it's it's a vast um organized orchestrated uh, assault on humanity and it's not being done the same way in every country it's interesting that um, the countries that are really being shut down are primarily western countries in addition to little island countries african countries uh, south american countries but not russia or china and if you just, you know, like Brzezinski, I think it was, it introduced the concept of the grand chessboard and all these countries as different groups of pieces and moving them around to make changes in the power structure of the whole world. And for the moment, it's really clear that the economic power is being moved from the West into primarily China and that Russia as a third group is being allowed to do things that are stabilizing. You know, they're buying lots of gold. They're not destroying their currency value. They don't have vaccine mandates. China doesn't have anything like that at the moment. And Chinese businesses are not shut down. But the American ones, they're about to try to finish off the last of them. So there's a movement of the power centers happening. Yeah, they, you know, they, the deep state has always said, China is going to be the example of how every country should be. And, That's right. And the examples are, it starts in the Wuhan lab in 2016, even before that, 2014. Uh, they funded this at uh, North Carolina mm-hmm. and went on Obama's presidency, which was, um, I forgot where it was in North Carolina. But once Trump became the president, they then shifted it to Wuhan. And I say they, meaning Dr. Fauci, who's the head of the NIH, who funded the research and right. funded million to Wuhan and China was involved to distribute this very, it's a real virus, it's just a a weak virus that that's their example 
for the new world order to start it off with a virus to make it real and to have a fake vaccine. It, it's really interesting. You know, that's a, I think an important question and that a lot of people are looking into it to try to understand it at a deeper and deeper level. And, um, uh, we had videos from a doctor named David Martin. I don't know if you've seen that those or not, but very you, that would be interesting to you and see what your feedback is on that. But he is involved in a huge company that has a lot to do with these patents and watching them develop all over the world, including patents for the, the viruses and the vaccines and the whole thing. And what he exposed, in addition to the other doctors who are opening up the whole thing, you know, many of whom have been on the show, what he exposed is that some of these things were patented in the early 2000s, way before the lab work was done in Wuhan or North Carolina. And um, many of what they're, things that they're patenting exist in the computer programs as gene sequences, but nobody has a sample of them in the real world, including SARS-CoV-2. So right now, you know, there were people falling on their face in Wuhan suddenly walking along the street, you know, healthy and seemingly fine. And then they just go unconscious and fall on their face with blood and everything. Now that's looking like it had nothing to do with a viral situation, but some kind of a directed energy weapon or something that was being dropped on the local city, uh, you know, that was maybe related to the spike protein that people deal with now. And uh, so we had... Uh, Larry, Dr. Larry Polevsky on the show recently, and he was ex explaining that uh, Sherry Tenpenny, who had just been on, you may have heard of her, and she was saying, yeah, as we thought, there is a virus, but it's, it's not dangerous. And a lot of people are saying there's almost no uh, death from it, but it gets deeper and deeper because it, all the tests to see what the death rate is and who has the so-called virus are all based on PCR. And PCR is false. It can't diagnose anything. So it has, there are no lab-diagnosed cases of the virus at all, even if there is a virus. It's not diagnosed. There are some clinically diagnosed cases where the person's lying there and can't breathe and can get air into the lungs but no oxygen, can't get into the blood. And those are the ones that are cured quickly and easily with, as Trump said, hydroxychloroquine and zinc and azithromycin or about four other protocols that are all censored so it get it, we need poirot or somebody to tear the whole thing up and you know investigate it but it's clearly not what it's being talked about as and the virus is biden if you remember went on tv early on and said there were 200 million people in america that were killed by covid so far and this was yeah. a while back you remember right. that he might have even it might have even been higher. I, I, he might have even said three hundred and fifty million. I, I mean, he he's he, he said that many have been vaccinated so far, more right. than the population, right? What, what was it when you saw Trump speak on TV or wherever you saw him that made you think he's not part of the criminal cabal? Um, I think a lot of people can really read authenticity well. It's just mm -hmm. going like that. And he's just being honest, like a, a typical politician. They look the part, they sound the part, they sound articulate. Right. And then here, Trump, where uh, his background's very important to who he is. You know, he's got the show The Apprentice where he says, you're fired, which could be right. a little bit of, of, a, of an act, which we've discussed. Um, but you can tell that he means well. I mean, why would somebody with 
you know, he, he was on uh, one of the roast shows on Comedy Central with seven billion effing dollars in the bank. Want to do this? Why All would right. he do this? And that's a very important question. Oh and, yeah, he could have been playing golf somewhere. I mean, he could have. He, he even said he said it in Oprah that I'd never want to rule it out, and if it ever got so bad, I would do it. I mean, it's it's right. crazy. And you have all these videos of him saying it. He's told the truth. I mean, he's always been honest. And right. we've seen that from a presidency ever. And he changed politics forever. Make no mistake about that. Yeah. You know, I think there were a couple of other well-meaning presidents that I remember. That I, One of whom I met in person. The other one I just saw on TV. And one was Reagan that I met in California in the 60s. And he was not right about everything, but he seemed really sincere and just trying to do the best he could. So he had to be shot, obviously. And that that corrected his course. And then Kennedy, John Kennedy, you know, happens to be from the other political party. But I felt like, you know, when I'm watching him on TV in the original black and white debates and everything with Nixon, he seemed like he really wanted to help the country and the world. And those are not looked up upon kindly. Yeah, and the reason why JFK was actually assassinated uh, was a lot to do with the Federal Reserve, which is what Trump did ultimately, and that's what kind of led to the, you know, the Q movement saying, "Oh, Trump and uh, JFK Jr. is going to come back," whatever nonsense. Right. But, right. but, but, yeah, that's what Trump wanted to do was change the Federal Reserve. That's what JFK wanted to do: change the Federal Reserve, and you know. If you actually look at the documents that Trump released, the Surgeon General's report states that there was a second shooter at the bridge uh, across. There was a CIA agent that did it, which goes back to the conspiracy theorist nonsense. Right. And, that, uh, and, and they, they, they killed JFK. It's in the documents. It's all true. And then the conspiracy theory is the grassy knoll. So what happened when Trump said he was going to re- release all of that stuff? And I don't think it happened, at least not publicly. No, um, he kind of just did it. And uh, there was like, you know, reports of saying, oh, they, they released the JFK files. And everybody used to care about the JFK files. And once he did that, and he released it, you know, at certain, you know, times. It wasn't just all at once. In pieces, yeah. Correct. They did it in pieces. And I was very into it. I've always been. And yeah. so media is not into it. The media never discussed it. And the media at the time... They were controlling the narrative with anything and everything. Now they don't right. as much as they used to. They're certainly trying to. I mean, we're really fighting censorship and running, uh, shows, running shows like this. It's amazing to get through them. But uh, there's a big struggle right now between the mainstream media and the mainstream social media and the big tech platforms for video and things like that. And the ones that are emerging that are for real or uh, pretending to be non-censoring and just the, the censorship is really really bad on uh, right. you know they, they even made announcements days big tech by the way big tech made announcements saying if you talk about the election fraud you will get banned they, we will silence you right and they stole the election which we can get into once they stole the election it the censorship has just run rampant and it's really bad yeah. and accountability Right, right, exactly. It's it's a orchestrated assault right now going on. And um, so at what point... Oh, I wanted to say one thing that I forgot. Um, when you're talking about what made you think Trump was authentic and not a Russian agent and a racist and all the rest of it, 
he did some things, you know, because I've got people constantly mad at me for saying that Trump's motive was good. And they're all saying he was in on it. He's part of the cabal. He set us up. You know, I, I said Reagan had good motives. Reagan is the one who signed the removal of liability from the vaccine companies, giving them all the ability to, if they damage or kill people in your family, they have no responsibility. Reagan signed that into law in 86. But I don't think it was a bad person at all. I think it was really good. It's just there are these big holes in what these guys understand, and that applies to Trump as well. But in spite of that, he was doing things that bad guys I don't think do. You know, he pulled out of the Paris Climate Accord, for example. He he appeared publicly at a pro-life rally. I don't think any president did that before oh. him. And he tried to protect the border. He just he didn't understand that the judges can't make unconstitutional rulings and enforce them. So they told him, you can't have the money for the border wall. He could have taken the money for all the border wall immediately because it was a national security thing and it was his job. And he didn't know that, so he obeyed these criminal judges. But it looked like his motive was clearly good. Yeah, he was He was a very genuine, but he also pulled out a TPP. Which yeah, exactly. He slashed um, you know, all these rules and regulations to open right. up America. And he was the only president to pretty much say, we're going to have stuff manufactured back in America, and it happened. And well, we that was to- amazing, yeah. Yeah, that was, I mean, that's how you know that he was authentic was when he actually made it happen and he took right. China. He actually single-handedly was crashing China's economy by doing that. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you want the people to starve in China. You know, it just means you want to have, have them stop destroying the American economy and be nationalistic for themselves, not, not cheating us. And that's why mm-hmm. Trump always said that I don't blame Xi Jinping for right. taking leadership but hey listen we can we we have these jobs here you tax us for what comes in to china but we don't tax we don't tax you that's not fair and that's yeah. what he was very that's simple right. to and I, I think that really upset the people in charge and and the other thing besides bringing business back into the u.s was energy self-sufficiency was actually achieved and that's a huge national security issue independent right? Which is what he another promise that he made that all these other Democrats have said that they'll do, but they never did. And he did it. Uh, Yeah, it was totally amazing. And you know that that was against the plan because very quickly Biden has destroyed it. I mean, I've never seen in a matter of seven months we're going we're literally right back into the Obama administration on everything. Obviously, look what happened with the Afghanistan, the Taliban taking over. We're at we're at Obama's. Uh, America right now. I I think it's emotionally difficult for people to grasp the magnitude of what's happening, you know, because with the mandate coming of the shots, and we're not quite ready to talk about that yet, but um, a lot of observers that are pretty smart about these things have said they're now destroying the military. That was uh, another thing. I think Larry Polevsky, Dr. Polevsky, just said that in the interview that I mentioned about COVID and what's really going on with that. said if, if they go ahead and force the injection, of, and, they, you know, I think they make a mistake to make a big deal that it's unapproved because they can fix that by just approving it, which they probably will, you know, with, with no justification. And then the whole argument that it's a not forcing an unapproved vaccine 
loses all its weight because it's gone. And it doesn't make any difference in what it is to approve it. But it won't, uh, it won't difference. it's just that the media will run and say, hey, it's FDA approved. There's no reason not to take it now. If the FDA yeah. approved Food and Drug Administration, and they're going to push that, they're definitely, and they're waiting for the school year, I think, to really open up. Yeah. And force it on. Estimated September, October, something like Correct. that. Yep. And, and the, the theory is that legally, I don't think this is constitutional at all, but theoretically you can force it if it's approved, which well, makes no sense at all. But we're also complying with uh, illegal mandates. And if we're going to, well, I mean, they also have every angle covered when it comes to comes to this, how these insurance companies can't be sued because they have yeah. all these, uh, laid out and you're basically volunteering to take it and they have it all covered. Yeah. Very evil. Well, Interestingly enough, David, Dr. David Martin, who's the one with the patent, you know, knowledge, says that the insurance company, it's not just the banks, the insurance companies have a central role in the whole organization. Yes. I don't know a lot about that. But so it became clear that Trump, you know, and, and we can list all the reasons that Trump appears to be sincere and well motivated. The people who are devoted to the belief that no matter what Trump's defined as bad, they won't be swayed by that. But there's a lot of people who still can actually look at something and see, yeah, pulling out of the uh, TPP and the climate accord and trying to protect the border. You don't do those things if you're bad. And you don't also work for energy self-sufficiency, which he did. And, and he, so, also, he also went, um, went after the pharmaceutical companies that every single politician said they would do and they never would. And right. he flashed prices of insulin. Where yeah. it's costing people a thousand, two thousand dollars, and all of a sudden it went down to ten bucks. I yeah. mean, slashing regulations on big pharma. That's why he said, "You may not see me for a while," because that was well, his. Old- he, he was risking his life to do that, and, and that's why you know it doesn't mean Trump knows everything because he doesn't. He still doesn't understand, in my opinion. Agreed. That that chemical medicine is almost a hundred percent criminal. And it's hiding things that are safe and natural. And a long time ago, doctors used to recite the Hippocratic Oath when they graduated. And that involves things like do no harm, that Hippocrates said 2,500 years ago or so. And that's been dropped. And now they do harm with everything. And they just call it side effects, so it won't sound important. And I don't think Trump understands that. No, they'll tell you, oh, it's side effects, but it's actually designed inside the fake vaccine at this point. Yeah. It was all done by research. It's, it's, it's all a fake vaccine. This is not a real vaccine. Yeah. And, you get into well, that. and, you know, all these people who criticize the current uh, fake COVID vaccine, or, or as Rabbi um, Silenko says, the, the poison death shot is a really smart doctor. Danger. Um, shot either yeah yeah, whatever you want to call it um even most of the ones who criticize that say oh but but i'm pro-vaccine don't don't get mad at me you know i'm in favor of vaccine real vaccines and i started looking into real vaccines a long time ago back Mm -hmm. to edward jenner who started out the current uh crop of vaccines in 1796 or so i don't see any evidence they've ever prevented disease at all and you know if you say that According to the Biden administration, now you're a terrorist. Yeah, you're a terrorist for going a fake vaccine where they have mercury in all the vaccines. They have 
I mean, they put uh, abortal, uh, abortion, fetal cell, uh, fetal, they put baby parts. They, yeah, they call them cell lines, immortal cell lines that they started yeah. in the 50s and 60s. And they keep these cells align, alive and they came from killed babies from abortions. It is, it is really evil. And, that's, and if you say that out loud in front of MSNBC or CNN, yeah. you are a terrorist now. So I really apologize for inviting you on a terrorist radio show. Pat. Oh, I'm, I'm, I guess it's the only one we had available at the moment. It's not the first time, by the way, I've been called a terrorist, just saying. Yeah, exactly. So after you got the feeling that maybe there was a well-meaning president, even if he didn't know everything, you know, he's a human being, but he was trying. And he didn't actually want to run. His wife ended up convincing him at the end. But um, when did you get into feeling like you had to actually do something in response to try to help? Um, I would say it was more towards the uh, one of his last years in office when, you know, after the midterms mm-hmm. where Congress went, uh, the House went blue and we started to see that he was kind of on a treadmill for a little bit. And it was just wrong that he puts his heart into it. I mean, you, he didn't even have a, a real four-year presidency with everything that was being right. blocked. was running rampant. And it was at the point three years in that, okay, you tried to run a Russia collusion narrative. You were all in on it with a fake investigation by the Mueller report, $42 million right. funded by taxpayer money for this. Yeah. Yeah. And none of it came true. None of it came true. So I pretty much made a conscious decision with a friend of mine who actually convinced me was mm-hmm. like, you know what you're talking about. Why don't you go on social media? And I knew that something bad could come out of this. Right. You know, I, right. I, I, there was cancel culture, but it wasn't to this extent that we have now. Uh, yeah, I exactly. made a video and it was about how they were going to steal the election. Uh, in July, Nancy Pelosi went on MSNBC and she said that he will be removed, whether he knows it or not. He will That's be, right. He will be fumigated. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And that right there. And Alex Jones covered it. And I remember even seeing it. And I, I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, she just said that he's gone. And then Chuck Schumer said, we have six ways from Sunday to remove him. Joe yeah. Biden, he will be removed with the military with great dispatch. I'm like, they're telling us they're, he's they're going to steal the election. And right. then this huge, this is where it all really started for me. I said, okay, I'm, I'm all in now. You remember the first two years that you mentioned when the Republicans were controlling both houses of the Congress and the presidency, and it was the Republicans that made sure that a lot of Trump stuff would not get done. That was you know, Leader McConnell and Paul Ryan. Yeah, the border wall, they blocked all the funding for that. And at one point, I don't remember when it, when, when it was that he had a plan to get out of the Middle East wars and say, this is really stupid. You know, there's no good reason to be there. And it, he, he had built up the military. That's another really good thing as long as the military is not used for criminal activity, which it is normally. Um, but he made it strong enough so that it could be used for real defense, which the current one is losing the ability for that, as can be seen, you know, in many ways. Another, um, right, but it was the Republicans that were helping the Democrats to make sure that Trump stuff didn't get done. And that, I think that was another indication that Trump was not one of the bad guys. They were fighting him from the very beginning. And I even remember that the mainstream media with WikiLeaks, when they emailed, they actually had a list of the people that they would go after. And it was Ben Carson, Ted Cruz, and Donald Trump. These are, those are the three Republicans that they would block anything on. Yeah. And 
WikiLeaks, we forgot to talk about that, too. That was another major role, seeing Hillary Clinton saying, don't let this mother effer in. I mean, WikiLeaks played a huge role on being elected. Now, this is one of the big failings of Trump based on what he, for whatever reason, wasn't up to doing was he should have pardoned Julian Assange immediately or tried tried to help him in any way he could. And Snowden also for exposing NSA. And right. that's what everybody thought might happen on his last couple of days in office. I'm going to announce. For and who's more important than Snowden and Julian Assange? Little Wayne. Well, he pardoned a bunch of criminals. And, and I, don't, I don't know all the backstory to that. But I don't, you know, go along with people who say, well, that proves he was bad. No, it's a complex issue. And it's amazing. And I, it's amazing that a good person can do anything in office. I mean, well, he, has, he has he has terrible advisors um, yeah. that that all of this that happened in his last couple of years with Jared Kushner being the number one advisor. Mm-hmm. And you remember when Mike Lindell even tried to talk to Trump about election fraud and it took him hours and hours just and he was upstairs and Mike Lindell's downstairs. He couldn't uh-huh. even get. I do remember that. There was another billionaire that I'm thinking of. Who was that that actually got in to talk to him? He did, was instrumental in a lot of aid to Haiti, a private pilot. Anyway, the main thing he reported was, you know, this, this uh, having it together, really self-confident image of Trump in The Apprentice, telling everybody they're fired and when they deserve to be fired and not worrying about it. That was not real. And in real life... Um, Maybe I'll think of the person I'm trying to think of. Uh, he reported he'd been on Alex's show many times, and he reported that in real life, in the meetings, Trump was just overly kind to everyone. And he would sit there and his lawyers and advisors would literally scream at him and tell him, that's a stupid idea. You can't do that. You know, what an idiot. And he would just accept it. It wasn't like The Apprentice. Trump was... He is a very nice person. Yeah. And the whole you fired thing, like you said, it kind of is a misconception of how he really is because Trump likes to put us, he runs a business well. He puts people in those positions that he right. trusts. And he well, runs. And in, in business, it works because they try to help you so they'll get raises and stuff. It's not correct. the same in government. Not in government, though. It doesn't work like that in government. On the inside, it doesn't work like that. Right. And failed at that. He definitely failed when he came to his political instinct. He never followed. And that was the number one thing. He has a great political instinct. And Roger Stone said it all the time. But Mm -hmm. he never he never used it. He trusted the people around him. And that was a big issue. Well, you know, he was a big success in Wharton Business School. And I think that what they were taught, because I've been in business school, too, And what he was taught is that big companies, big successful companies that make a lot of money, executives that are well-known, and these are all people to respect. And he totally didn't get that those are mostly some of the worst criminals you find. So he went by credentials. Yep. Right? In colleges, they have a structure, and you're not allowed to know everything. You cannot know everything that happens. And you have have, like you said, a structure with these people are the real experts. You have to listen to them. Exactly. It takes groups of experts to really tell you what to do. So one of his biggest failings, like Reagan signed that bill to take all the liability away for death and, and injury from vaccines. That was Reagan, who was a really good person, I think. 
and Trump handed the country over to a mass murderer, which is kind of a big mistake. But I don't think at all that it means his motive was bad. You know, he actually signed an executive order, which they may have thrown in the garbage, I don't know, like a bunch of others. And it said HCQ, which was zinc and azithromycin, quickly cures um, uh, the symptoms that were, were being identified as COVID. And he made an executive order that that should be available to every American. I don't know if it was free or low cost or what, but it's a very cheap drug. And that was just blocked. Yep, I don't, they were, I don't know. Wow. Pharma was not going to allow a cheap drug and also would cure everybody off of, of a weak virus. Well, it ruins the whole emergency use authorization plan because uh, one of the requirements is that there can't be anything else available. You know, it, it, as I'm talking, it makes me realize that Trump knew that something was going on. That's why he always pushed it. I mean, mm-hmm. when he got COVID and he went to the hospital, he took remdesivir and he was pushing it. He kept saying vaccines, but he also kept saying hydroxychloroquine. But now it stopped and it stopped because yeah. his advisors told him to stop doing it. You notice when presidents go into the hospital, things happen all the look time. What, look what happened to Boris Johnson. He was in England. He was actually sounding really reasonable and like you believed in freedom and was going to be this great leader in, in the UK. And he went into the hospital and had a personality transplant or something like that. And he's now a just a globalist puppet at this point. He's horrible. He's being directed. You it's know, a he, yeah, he apparently has no problem with it at all. So I don't know what kind of treatment they gave him. But remdesivir is super expensive and has deadly side effects. And Trump accepted it, according to the story. I don't know personally if he did, but he said he did. Yeah. Um, And also another thing, too, during the height of, you know, COVID, he mm -hmm. was on hydroxychloroquine. Why did he come off hydroxychloroquine? That makes no sense. Is, Is he really listening to doctors next to him and saying, hey, get off hydroxychloroquine? Because he was on it. Then he yeah. got off and got COVID. Yeah. They tried yeah. to kill him. Most of the doctors are part of the cartel that, that runs the chemical medicine. You know, and, and Fauci was one of their bosses. And then Fauci has bosses, too. And he was following orders. And he was chosen as the head leader, you know, the front man. And he's, he's been involved for decades. I mean, yeah, he's Bill, been in there for more than 40 years or something. Yeah, really. Bill chose Fauci to run this entire Wuhan lab they're in it together yeah and, and well, pushing- he's really comfortable not telling the truth it's, and it's needed a- somebody with the right personality you know he's Fauci has lied non-stop wear the mask don't wear the mask I mean yeah. he has emails written that got leaked out that said mask wearing the mask isn't you don't need to do it during a virus because the mask can transmit it I mean he's admitting um, it but telling um, us you need to wear not one but two yeah well, if you're a real patriot, you should probably wear four anyway, or as many as. Oh you no, can. you have you know. You actually, can you please put one on? Because I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to get it. Exactly. I mean, we're First, still we're still in the good old days where you can be on Zoom without a mask on. And unless you are in a global Zoom meeting and your name is Joe Biden, then you wear the mask, but not everybody else. Yeah, exactly. Does so, that happen? Yeah, I know. And I, oh. think they're, I think they're getting ready for another transition to replace, would, Biden, replace yeah. Biden. I think that's why this whole thing happened. And now they're starting to mention the 25th Amendment and Kamala's mm. not, 
not being there. They are going to get rid of him. They're going to blame this whole thing on him. And uh, you're going to see Kamala come in. And they're going to get rid of Kamala, too, at one point. Oh, sure. Exactly. And they're not going to leave China prosperous in the end. It's just in the, mo- in the moment it's being transferred from the West over there. It's just being, it's a transfer of power that's happening. Yeah, to wipe out this country. And, the, uh, and Australia, the Australia, New Zealand, the UK, what used to be Europe, uh, the, what's left in the African countries. And I think what's happening already with the lockdowns, which is a big subject that we haven't really discussed, um, they've already created massive starvation downstream because of the failing supply lines that are affecting this country, too. Everything's on back order, uh, whether it's food, yeah. supplies for your house, everything is on back order. And it's all by design. You know, it's not like they just, this just happened. No, I don't think anything happens by chance, actually. Not in government. They, I mean, especially when they write it in Operation Lockstep and uh, yeah. book The Great Reset. You when know, this did, is fine. When did you find out about all those, you know, meetings like Event 201 and the ones that basically predicted the pandemic? Um, I, honestly, it was probably right around the time Tucker Carlson started to be the only one on me- on media talking about the coronavirus in China. So I started to look up some stuff. I started to look, and Alex Jones came to mind. And I remember seeing a video of Alex Jones talking about Operation Lockstep. And right. you can read the first 10 pages of Lockstep, and it tells you exactly what's going on and how it's they It's amazing. Want- they just figure nobody will ever look at it. I don't, I, don't, I don't know why they just do it. I mean, part of being a, a Satanist is bragging. That's like the only thing that I can really think of. Why I would know, they? Want- I know why they're doing it. It's because at the top, it's not about money and power and population reduction. It's about total population elimination. And it's a ceremonial sacrifice. And it's based on the doctrine that if you kill an innocent being and you do it by the right steps and protocol then God is really happy with you. And in this case, that means the dark power. And you get your reward on a non-physical level. So it's a suicide mission. And in order to not violate protocol, they have to announce certain things. And they're trying to do it exactly right, because if they don't, they lose the reward. And I know that's really sick, but they do believe it. Uh, it's a great breakdown. And also, um, you know, to that, uh, they even wrote the Georgia Guidestones that says getting the population down to 500 million is their ultimate goal. That's you not know? the ultimate. That's, that's the step toward the ultimate. Step towards the ultimate. The, the ultimate, the sacrificial lamb in this case is the entire biosphere, not just humans. And if they were planning to survive it, even as a remnant, they would not kill the biosphere because it's a life support system. And they're killing the whole thing. It's very important to understand how faith plays a role in this because Satan doesn't care for human life. He didn't bend at the knee to God. That's, you know, it's all biblical. And they want to, he wants to destroy every human being. So he's getting Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates in on this whole get rid of every single human being, including yourself. Exactly. And they're happy to do it because they think they can merge into a higher level after they're done, at least if they obey correctly. If they, and they would rule hell with Satan, and Satan will sure. just burn. I mean, it's, it's just going to be great. I mean, you can imagine how wonderful that would be for them. At least that's the um, picture. Right? I mean, they, they're going to burn in hell. Well, that, that's almost their goal anyway. 
Yes. I think that's the reason they write these things, because even if nobody reads them, they have fulfilled the requirement. So you have the SPARS pandemic document, which describes a lot of it, including the, the so-called side effects of the vaccine are in there, the whole thing and what to do with dissenters and all that. It's it's out in the open and they figure, no, they've done such a great job with media and education that they know even if somebody reads it by mistake, they won't understand it. They'll think, it, what it is is my, a, it's such an evil genius plan. It's very, very smart. Yeah. And they're, and they're, they're following it step by step. They are not deviating from it now. However, what has, you know, cause a, I guess, uh, adversity for them. Mm-hmm. It, it, there isn't enough people complying. They honestly believed that everybody would comply. And nobody. Uh, yeah, would. I think so. And they're trying, they're still trying to wrap that up by building camps for the dissenters about the vaccine now. That's been announced even in the U.S., uh, where if you don't want the vaccine, they'll put you in the camp and give you the vaccine. And, and when you get sick from it, they'll put you on a ventilator and go and, from there. And this is one topic that some people can't get past, right? The center of disease control, which, by the way, is making laws and they're the number one source, right? right. So to Democrats that think that the FEMA camps are, that's too outrageous. The center of disease control has wrote, has wrote, uh, wrote documents last year saying that they will put unhealthy people in FEMA camps. And, they will, and they're building them as we speak. You know, we should, we should find some of those documents and post them in the recorded version of the show. And it's the Center of Disease Control. I remember even posting it. Um, yeah. I definitely did it before. I think I can get it, actually. Yeah, if you still have it, send it to us. We'll put it into the show. Yeah, uh, I'm going- It's really hard for people to grasp because, you know, on television, they teach you that authorities and law enforcement love you so much. They just work for you day and night selflessly, and they're just getting exhausted serving you, and they would never have any bad thoughts, and they all look really nice, and they're, they give donations to all the good causes. I mean, it, people have absorbed that image, and now you tell them that those are the people trying to kill you, and they'll say, you are crazy, you know, but they have to be able to break the programming. At the end of the day, the government works they, they take orders from the government, the police, and these police are good people. They yeah. want best for their families, and I totally understand that. Sure. But at some point, at some point, they, they have to make a decision and saying this has gone too far. And that's yeah. why they eliminate the Trump supporting police officers and replace them with criminals. Because any, criminals- any good people that have a sense of ethics are being kicked out. And the same is happening in the military. Yes, yeah. and they're doing that because the cops and the military swear under oath to protect the citizens from foreign and domestic enemies, and the domestic enemies right now is the Democratic Party. Well, and quite a few of the Republicans. And a, a lot of the Republicans. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So in Australia, they must have done a really wonderful job of screening out the good people in the police force, really because they, they seem to be enjoying beating up women and kids. They're knocking on someone's house. They're knocking on people's houses. If they put on Facebook that this is a this is ridiculous, what's going on, and trying yeah. to put some, some sort of protest, the police that people love so much mm-hmm. are knocking on their door and arresting them, and they're wearing yeah. their 
diaper to, to protect their identity. Right. And government's dirty work. I mean, now you're not allowed to have a drink of alcohol with the mask off. Yeah, I heard that too. That takes special skill, though, to drink through the mask, right? I mean, they want you to have a little opening here more than likely. But then you could spread COVID. That's exactly. So now it's really not making any sense at all, isn't it? Well, if you're really a good person and devoted to stopping climate change, you know that the only real way to be a moral person is don't breathe out. Yeah, I mean, if you could just do us all a favor and just not breathe. And well, inha- inhaling is okay because you're taking away carbon out of the earth, right? But, you know, it's funny, speaking of the whole climate change carbon thing, we're yeah. breathing carbon dioxide, but the same people say we have too much carbon in the air. So we got to get rid of that, but they're willing to wear the mask that they're breathing in carbon. So they yeah. are the ones that are actually committing climate well, change. maybe they're just feeling like they're sacrificing themselves and doing a good deed by suffering from the carbon. Because they're heroes and they're brave yeah. and they yeah. get for wearing yeah. them. And in a way, everybody, including the bad guys, is victim of programming. So Correct. on a re- really deep level, it's not their fault. Because if we were under their programming and seeing through their eyes and their brain and their experience and the, the whole thing, we would be doing what they're doing. So it seems to, which is hard for people to grasp, but that's the only way you can have compassion. If you think that they're intrinsically bad and we're good, I think we're missing the deeper level. That their programming is what they're suffering under. And if we want to stop this, we got to find a way to break that. And what happens is when they're into the program that's so deep, and if yeah. they start to realize that, they're, that they've been tricked, now the deep state has them to the point where you can't, say even out, you can't even say it out loud. You're in too deep now, and now they're stuck. And they, they would try to figure out a way to defect if there is one. And but, there, would, there would be some that will give up their lives to do it once they really understand. They, are, they believe that they're firmly doing something good. Yeah, uh, that, that's why they're potential defectors. Yeah, they, yeah they, they genuinely believe that you got to wear the mask, take the vaccine, and we'll go back to normal. Exactly. We're not, we're not going back to normal. I mean, Fauci said, we're going to wear the mask through 2022. And when he said that, I realized, wow, like we're definitely, like you're going to wear the mask, you're going to take the vaccine, they're going to take away your, you know, they're going to put your freedoms back for a little bit. You know, you're right. in the summer, and now they're gonna they're gonna go for the kill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in fact, Fauci and other people have been on TV saying, you know, all these people that are talking about liberty and freedom and stuff—they're so selfish. They need to be doing the right thing instead. Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger just said, "Your freedom doesn't matter." I saw I, that, and, and that's a translation into more polite terms than what he said. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, F your freedoms is what he really yeah, said. Yeah. And, and he's, but he's not the only one saying this. You even have no. Fauci. Fauci was on TV saying, you know, it doesn't matter your political views about the vaccine or not. You should just take it anyway. I know. And, and you have Cuomo, former Governor Cuomo, which is by design. Yeah. Yeah. He said, I'm going to put my arm out and I'm going to take, or it was one of his doctors that said it, and I'm going to take the shot. And he starts clapping in the background. Like, so yeah. I'm just going to deathly injection and not ask questions. And that's what's happening. Right. Yeah. Except some of the, presidents and people like that have been on video taking the shot where they kind of miss and the and the needle goes off to the side i've seen some of those oh uh, he's he, fauci did not take the vaccine i mean these people aren't taking it it's all political it's all for show on television yeah they know what's in it of course he, he it's his it's his patent if you look up zero six 
0.0606 on Google, the cryptocurrency right. patent comes right up. It's not a conspiracy. Right. Perfect. Well, it's a conspiracy. It's not a theory. Correct. It's a conspiracy for mm-hmm. you to even talk about it. Now you're yeah. now able to a terrorist. Right. So back when you figured out that Trump was, seemed to be a good person and trying to do something good, what did you figure out that you could do? Pretty much we were lacking. Um, we were all silent, right? We're all silent on the issue. Mm-hmm. And it was time to speak up. That was at the time. At the time, mm-hmm. it was speak up about the facts. Right. And, you know, it was it was working with me personally. It was working. I was gaining a platform. I was gaining people. And I didn't ask for it. I just wanted to speak up about the issues that are happening. 2018 then, or something, was that? It was around 2019, 2018. I think it was more towards 2019 okay. is when I started to. Because I... You, you just saw that, like, just so evil. The media was so evil that you just want to at least speak up. There's no, everybody was scared. So mm-hmm. you knew it was going to get worse. So I just kept, I just kept putting my face out there and kept making videos and it kept hitting. But it does lead with, you know, uh, you will get criticized, no doubt about it. Right. And I have. Right. Right. You just kept going. And I kept going. And I, and I knew consciously um, if I keep going, I'm going to get criticized one way or another. And mm-hmm. it, it was worth it to me at the time. And it still is worth it. And, mm-hmm. you know, you roll into the 2020, that Nancy Pelosi video was a huge turning point in my, I guess, say, like putting myself out there. Because that was a video. When she that, said he will be leaving no matter he what. He will be leaving. He will be fumigated. Right. And, uh, it's the presidency. We hope it doesn't happen. But there is a process. That's exactly what she was saying. And also to never accept... An apparent loss. Right. Later on, as we got closer to the election, you had Hillary Clinton said that Joe Biden should not give an inch. She said that multiple times. And they all kept saying it, that Trump's going to steal the election. Trump's going to steal. Meanwhile, they were the ones that were stealing it the whole entire time. Right, right. So just for people that don't know what that means, stealing the election, I mean, that doesn't compute to a lot of people because they think... Look, you're, this is a secure process. Everything's happening according to the traditional way of keeping it safe. And then they just read the results. What are you talking about, stealing an election? So when you go and look at our election systems, we use Dominion pretty much in every single state. Um, some systems here in New York are image cast systems. But when you look up who owns image cast systems, it's Dominion. So. Mm-hmm. Dominion, after finding out that it's easy, these, so let's look at where Dominion was created. It was created in the country of Venezuela so that Hugo Chavez would never lose an election. And that's exactly what happened, along with uh, the other guy that stole the election to Madero, I think his name is. So you look at where the, where are our third world systems processed? Where were they made? It was made in Venezuela. We have Mm -hmm. those same election systems in this country. There are blockchain encryptions that we have that's technology to certify your vote, to make it safe. And we don't use that in this country. And the people that have made this technology, they literally say it at their seminars. We don't know why we're not using this. Uh, We don't know why the United States does not use this technology, but they do not. And they Mm -hmm. don't. It's so easy to steal. And they do it through mail-in ballots is another thing that they do. Yeah, that was a big, big deal that time. Um, And it's been going on for a long time, like you said, um, even before anybody's machines were involved. There was a book written, I think, in the 60s called uh, 
Vote Scam USA by the Collier Brothers. It's still available. And it was explaining with the paper ballots that they were taken to certain basement centers and reprocessed with people pulling off the wrong pieces of paper and poking out the holes where they wanted them to be and changing the election results. And nobody could watch. And there were guards with machine guns all around it. And this was paper ballots. So they have to remain in public view all the time. So that can't happen, right? It's the only way I know. So you have to remain in public view. That's what you should Mm -hmm. be doing. That's what should happen. But they were so arrogant. They knew they would steal the election that when there were people watching, you know, people who get, you know, volunteered to watch the elections Uh process of the votes, they would cover up the glasses, the glass windows so that people wouldn't watch. I mean, they saw that blatantly, blatantly were doing this knowing that there were cameras and they didn't care because they knew they would get away with it well they knew the media would say everything was fine yeah well just like they did uh the other day or just cnn was saying how all oh, they're screaming Taliban, <clears throat> screaming death to america but they seem friendly just like that they're mostly peaceful too oh it's very peaceful to uh, have burning buildings down during those george floyd riots and you're saying oh everything's fine back here as a building is on fire oh, i know huge flames in the picture yeah the the what the media has accomplished in our country is amazing and i actually will say that trump is a reason why the media has accomplished it because he yes destroyed their credibility but what he could have done was after he destroyed his credibility is give them no time of day they didn't yeah. deserve and That's he, right. re- he realized that during the uh, the press conferences that he had during the fake pandemic, the height of it mm-hmm. was bring two hours worth of questions. And they'll, they could easily take two hours worth of film, flip it on you and say, look, he did this. He mm-hmm. realized it because then he would just make a five minute speech about where we are. And then he would just leave. And the media hated that. And that's what he should have been doing. Yeah. Yeah, it just took him too long to figure it out. Too late. And, and I think that they're still telling him that the pandemic is legitimate and all these things are necessary and that the vaccines are wonderful. And he's surrounded by people who say that. And I, I think what they're doing is they're keeping a wall around him so that real information can't get through. And well, I would lo- love to know how to break that wall. Correct. And when he was on, when he was running, he announced that he was running. He went on the Alex Jones show to do an interview. So why aren't you thinking, hey, listen, if I listen to Alex Jones now, why can't I listen to him now? It must be so bad that he can't even look at it. I mean, he probably doesn't have a phone because he's getting wiretapped. No. And there's, you know that you know the, the media response to Alex Jones demonizing him more than anybody but Trump, I guess, um, means that he's got all kinds of valuable information and documented insight on his show. And Trump should have been paying attention to it the whole time. And, and, and you never know, he, maybe he was, but his advisors were telling him, you can't, you can't follow Alex Jones because if you publicly endorse him in any way, you'll get ridiculed and you'll lose the election because he's a yeah, yeah. yeah. he believes this it's so bad. I know, I know. He doesn't know how, he should watch The Apprentice shows and watch himself saying you're fired and practice. <laughs> Ever, he, who did he fire? He fired a, 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 the corrupt uh, FBI director, you know, and James uh-huh. Comey. He fired him. Okay, yeah. Uh, you you put in Christopher Ray, who's even worse. Yeah, exactly. You know, he needed to go outside all the recommended people into the general population and find people who are actually good. And for that, he would have to start evaluating people not based on credentials, but based on character. 
and he doesn't have a bad political instinct. He knows good people. He just has the structure that he's been taught mm-hmm. is I'm going to put the best people in those roles. They'll never be compromised and they will always look at what's best for me. And he trusted that. And they'd be grateful to be given the position and all that kind of stuff. Say that again. They would be grateful for having been given the position that he oh, gives yeah. them. Remember when on CNN with Melania Trump, um, when they were, uh, I forgot exactly what she was talking about. She might have been talking about the media. And they, what they do is, you know, excuse me, they, they kiss their asses behind the scenes because they want to be around them. Then she, she, I forgot who it was. She had all this information and she leaked it out to CNN. And it was, and on video, she's clearly kissing Melania's ass. Who, who are you talking about? There was, there was, um, there was some sort of uh, advisor for Melania, and she was talking about something that the media wasn't covering, and she oh, was. Okay. I, I forgot what it was, but it, it's it's all of them. It's the whole Trump family listening to people they shouldn't be. I wish I had more right. facts came to my mind. It's hard to remember everything all the time. Maybe it'll come back, but so. We really should get to what led up to your being in Washington on December, on January 6th. Yeah, sure, no problem. So they had, they had three events um, for, the, for D.C. They had one in November. I didn't go to the one in November, but I saw, the, I saw how many people were there, and I thought it was awesome. So what, motiv- what, what kind of event was it? Well, it was a, uh, it was a stop the steal protest about the election. Okay. And it was in late November, mid-November. And uh, it was a, an event that Trump endorsed. Mm-hmm. He had the, they had the event. There was a million people there. I saw all the videos. And I said, wow, I got to go to the next one. Then the flyers came out for December 12th to have that one. And I said, okay, this one I'm definitely going to go to. And I went to that one. And it was, you know, it was, it was great. Yeah. Something was very different about the January 6th one. And I, ha- I, I put in a personal day at my career um, and I was back and forth about going nonstop. I don't know why I didn't have that feeling in the 12th, but I had that feeling on the 6th and for the background for January 6th, Trump made one tweet that says, I'm calling for all Americans to peacefully go to DC to, mm-hmm. to, um, to protest the stolen election. And that got a million people into the sixth. I think what they were hoping would happen is to change the electors. You know, to to change the electoral vote based on well, the fact that on video there was obvious cheating and stuff. Correct. I think what, what the outcome of it, what they wanted was a 10-day investigation mm-hmm. right before the 20th, which is the constitutional date to, sort of, to inaugurate the president. Right. And Trump didn't make that clear either to his audience when right. he was talking in the monument. And right. what a lot of people don't know, me being at the monument, watching him speak, was he kept saying the same things over and over. You brought us here. We were expecting something big. And that something big would have been, we're going to go to the Capitol peacefully, and we are going to demand a 10-day investigation. Do not be violent. Right. And, and the he, problem is, how do you keep it from getting infiltrated? Well, that's what the evil genius globalists, these, the Democratic Party and the Republicans, including his vice president, yeah, were all in yeah. to, um, I remember on December 12th when I went, they basically had one way in and one way out of the city of Washington. I remember having to put my bags in the car. I had to take, I had to go all the way around. All these streets were blocked off. There was police everywhere, barricades everywhere. Mm-hmm. But on, you walked right up in, by the Capitol. No streets were cut off. And yeah. then 
Capitol Police were, it was a very weak staff, very understaffed. Right, right. I remember. But so, I want to get into that if you'd like. So you got there and what happened? So I get, I go to the monument. We were watching Trump speak and I would say mm. half the crowd, and there was a million people there. Yeah. Walked out on Trump speaking and people don't, don't see that on television, but people walked out on him because we were just like, all right, he's saying the same thing over and over. Nothing's going to get done. I'll pretty much meet you at the Capitol. That's pretty much what it was uh-huh. about a mile, a mile walk from the, uh, the monument to the Capitol. And, you know, without even thinking about the security, the barricades and everything, we're just walking. And as soon as you walk in, you could see the Capitol at the main street. We're walking to the Capitol and I'm getting closer and closer. And I'm, I'm still not thinking about security because you're just so there's so much going on. And you're not even thinking about them possibly trapping Trump supporters. Right. And right. as I'm walking up, then there's like a, a, a human being barricade. There's that many people. And all of a sudden, flashbangs start going off. Hmm. And I think to myself, how the hell, how did the hell did this happen? You know, like, like I just walked into this and it blew up right in front of my face. And I mean, they were, I was far away from. Could you, and who was throwing those things? The Capitol Police was throwing flashbangs and tear gas, tear gas at us. Okay. Now, there at the initial start of it, I pretty much literally walked into, walked into it. Right, and, right. Um, you know, I wasn't even near any barricades. I wasn't near any police officers. I saw it from a distance. Mm-hmm. And you saw that there was barricades up in the front, but you also saw the police behind it. But all the footage that you saw, you know, I wasn't there for that. I got there late because I was at the monument. Right. And then, the police are pretty much throwing flashbangs and tear gas at us. And at one point, the people just got through and they stood down and they stood down. And then all these people went up onto the Capitol. Then they took the barricades off. They allowed people onto the steps and mm-hmm. eventually allowing people into the building. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. something very clear for purposes that we'll get into. I was never investigated by the FBI. I never created any crimes. I would never do that. Mm-hmm. And that on my podcast show before they before Apple and Spotify canceled it was we need to go to D.C. and be peaceful. And and uh, I was peaceful. I was on the Capitol steps the entire time. I barely moved. Mm-hmm. And I was I was just watching it. And, um, you know, I saw the Capitol Police letting people inside the building. They definitely were. Mm-hmm. And I, myself, I'm not doing this. This is a trap. And I remember this one guy on the side of the building, he came out and his, and I think his eyes were really red. He might have his blood, he had like a bloody head and they, he kept mm-hmm. saying, they killed my friend. They killed my friend. And I just remember thinking, this guy's crazy. What is he talking about? Like, like, what do you mean he killed your friend? You know, and there was so much happening. And so keep that in mind for that part. And then mm-hmm. basically about an hour or two later, we get a notice on our phone, the guards coming and pretty much that was the time to go. And, you know, we, we all, got up and we left and mm-hmm. onto our cars. And we left that night thinking nothing is going to happen. Right? right. All of a sudden on the news, somebody was killed. It was Ashley Babbitt was murdered. And I just remember, Oh my God, it was that guy. That guy said it. And yeah. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, they killed somebody in the Capitol. I didn't realize what was happening inside the Capitol with Ashley Babbitt being murdered. I didn't realize there were that many people in. Now I did see people inside, because they would go to the window and wave at us when we were outside. Mm-hmm. I didn't variety of people going into the car. I didn't know. I had no idea because I wasn't inside. Right. But once I got home, 
And it all, it all processed to me like, wow, like they killed somebody. Like, I can't believe I was there for that. It could have been me. Like it terrified me. Yeah. And then it led to my story, right? So nothing happened to me right away. I kept hearing about people getting arrested. And um, I know somebody who actually worked for the same organization as I did, just in a, a, a different part. Um, he was arrested for it. And I was like, oh my God, they, this, is, this is crazy. What are they arresting people for? You know, I still didn't know that there was this many people going inside or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. Right. A picture of me um, on the Capitol steps went viral on Twitter. And I even had a face covering on, but some certain um, infiltrators recognized who I was. Mm-hmm. And this picture went viral. They tagged my job because they, they knew where I worked. And the picture started to go viral at work. And people started saying, hey, they have the picture, this picture of you at the Capitol. I knew something was going to happen. I just didn't know what it was. The one thing I was praying for was me doing no crimes is I don't, I'm not getting arrested. I didn't do anything. And right. um, so the day that Biden was inaugurated, and remember January 6th to January 20th, a yeah. two, two weeks went by with nothing. Nobody contacted me. Yeah. And the day Biden was inaugurated, I went into work. And I was told to go in for an internal investigation. And I'm thinking, okay, investigation for the uh, FBI or the MTA. And it was the MTA, the organization I worked for. And they started asking me questions about policy-related incidents. And they never brought up January 6th to me. And I knew right there, as soon as I was brought in, they asked me the first question, which was like, something due to policy-related information. I pulled the union out that I had. And I said, what is this? What did I just walk into? Why did I get, not get a warning? So mm-hmm. I, they, I have to answer the questions. Otherwise, they can suspend me on the spot. And I knew that this was a setup. Okay. So went in, answered the questions honestly. And they told me I was suspended with pay pending mm-hmm. their investigation for 10 days. And I sit in a room. I'm gathering my stuff. And I'm, and I'm still processing all of this. And the superintendent comes back into the room, or his manager did, mm-hmm. and he news article from the daily news mta conductor suspended for capital siege and i said wow it's what the hell and it says suspended without pay that's what all the headlines said mm-hmm. so they were room they told me suspended with pay then they brought me into a room they said wait five minutes and they come back in and says okay you're suspended without pay indefinitely and i went home i was like, you guys just told me i was paid it's in the collective bargaining agreement you're paid but they right. didn't pay they have not paid me so from January to February, right? That was I was supposed to have a hearing, which is in the mm-hmm. collective bargaining agreement. You were entitled to a hearing. Mm-hmm. They delayed the hearing by a week, which they're allowed to, for whatever reason, get more evidence. Sure. So the one in February was supposed to happen, and it didn't. And they delayed it again to March 3rd. So I thought, okay, something is really going on. Like I think they tried to criminally investigate me, and they failed. And now they're trying to stall all of this. That was just a guess. There's no, it was just uh, an option. Sure. Um, So then in that time frame between the second trial in February and the March 3rd hearing, the union calls me and they say, Hey, Steve, it's, you know, so-and-so I'm not going to give names. Mm -hmm. Uh, How you doing? It's all BS. They don't care how I'm doing. Um, Then all of a sudden he Mm -hmm. says, uh, it's a, we offer, we want to offer you a, something to get your job back. And I said, oh, what is that? Now, mind you, I already knew what it was because I read the collective bargaining agreement discipline uh, section front and back about 10 times. Uh-huh. And it was an eight-year, it was a 60-day suspension, eight years on your record with a final written warning. A final written warning basically means if you break any policy at all, 
they can have the right to fire you. So what, what does eight years on your record mean? So you, so we obviously have a file of where you work, what you work, mm-hmm. and this particular incident that they wanted to suspend me for, which was conduct unbecoming, and the exact it was social media policy and a violation of a rule, and that violation was white supremacy hand gestures. So that's what I was ultimately suspended for, and um, and they offered me the sixty day suspension and all those other things, and instantly in a heartbeat I said absolutely not. I did nothing wrong. I am not submitting to this. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, we kind of had a feeling that you wouldn't do it. Blah blah blah. Okay, well the hearing is March third. The union will contact you know will contact you in regards to a plan for that hearing. I said okay, great. A um, couple days right before the March third hearing, they then. They did it again. They expanded the, they, they suspended the hearing. They made it to April 20th. So mm. another month and a half. Wow. That was when I knew that this is a war that I'm now in officially. Mm-hmm. They want me to cave in. They want me to um, say yes to whatever they want. And I did some research, by the way, during they suspended me. So April 20th, April, uh, January 21st, I was suspended. April 20th, I was, I had the hearing that was 89 days. And on the 89th day, in, from your first date of incident, you have to file a notice of claim before a lawsuit, and you have 90 days to do so from the, from the incident, the original incident. So okay. on the 89th day was the hearing, and I knew instantly, once I did the research, that it's time to get a lawyer because mm-hmm. give me, you know, I, I, won't be able to, I won't be in the statute of limitations, mm-hmm. and they'll fire me, and I have nothing to stand on. So right. Right. got a lawyer. We then, right before the hearing, we sent out a notice of claim, which is basically saying, hey, we're suing you. It's pretty much right. what it is. Right. And a claim is a settlement process where if you, if you want to settle, then you don't have to go to a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. So we did that right before the hearing. And on April 20th, we had the hearing. Long story short, the hearing is over. Still suspended, by the way, without pay, even though I was told with pay. Right. All the way to May 14th. And I get a letter in the mail that officially tells me that I'm terminated for social media policy and violation of a rule, which that rule was a white supremacy hand gesture, which is just complete nonsense because the video... What was the rule that that violated? It says um, it was a violation of Rule E. So the railroad has a a large book of rules that you need to know. And that Rule E was basically uh, where you're making the company look bad, whether you're on company time or not. I believe that's what it was. Anything that they consider makes the company look bad. Correct. On a a video on Instagram, Mm -hmm. I that, which Mm -hmm. means everything is going to be okay. Yeah. So somebody was watch Sea Hunt in the 1960s, and they would make that gesture underwater when they were scuba diving to say, "No, I'm breathing fine, and everything's fine." Okay, that's it. I mean, they would do it all the time, all the time. And you know, the left made pretty much made it an unwritten rule. This is now a white supremacy hand gesture, and it was it's nonsense to me, and. So I told the audience everything's going to be okay, referring to a you know a live video that I did and yeah. somebody snapshot of it. And mind you, yeah. that there were anonymous letters sent to my job saying right. that Stephen Rosati was um, was a part of the January sixth capital siege. And you employ him here. I mean, anonymous letters that the MTA took and they took it serious based right. on letters were ended up being my termination of policy and right, right. just. It was crazy. So I ended up getting terminated. Um, then we have a deposition. We had a deposition in June. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we, 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 both parties, both lawyers, my lawyer and their attorney, 
um, agree to a date and sometime in June. Um, the day before the deposition, um, we got an email. My, my attorney got an email from them that says, the air conditioner is out. Uh, would you like to reschedule? And absolutely not. Uh, the next day, we, look, we looked up the weather for that day, the deposition, 71 cloudy. You know, right. it, it's right. going to So he said, no, we're going to do it. So deposition day, we go in, and I can't release exactly what was talked about, but I will tell you that maybe one day, maybe not, it will get released. That deposition was a clear violation of First Amendment rights across the board, and mm-hmm. I can't really go into detail past that. It was okay. completely disgraceful, to say the least. Right. Um, basically, they the only thing I could say during the deposition was after a two hours of basically schooling them, uh, mm-hmm. we, we went out, we took a break, we come back. The room is now 10 degrees hotter. It's about 85 degrees in the room. It's hotter inside the room than it is outside. Right, right, right. Second, my rear end sat on that seat that I then got an hour and a half cross-examination about January 6th. And it was the most ridiculous cross-examination you could ever imagine. And when you commit no crimes and during this, you know that they've investigated you because they pretty much told you that you were investigated and you're trying mm-hmm. to get me to say something that's just not true or right. flip or something. I mean, I'm, I told the truth the entire deposition. I mean, I'm 100% innocent. And six hours was this deposition on a notice of claim. And um, now we are in the process of a lawsuit. And I have switched attorneys um, to a guy named John Pierce. Now, John Pierce... He has multiple um, people that are locked up in D.C. Um, mm-hmm. He has their, as their clients. And right. we re- I retain John. I work with two lawyers here in New York. And we will have a draft this week um, on the lawsuit. And we will file next week. And my message is very clear is to never give up and to never give in. Because what they have, what every powerful organization has, is time and resources on their side. And they want you to cave in. And I have not, I have not given an inch. And you know right. what? talk about this publicly because we need to fight back as a nation and it's it, it into your job i didn't even go inside the building there was a picture that was it there was no video right. and well, they, you know i think one reason people don't do what you say and resist all this you know illegal stuff happening is mainly they have no idea how you would do that well they want you to just cave in and they think they have power and yeah. Know, people would say, oh, I just want my job back. So uh, right. I just want back to normal. But right. there's something way bigger here than just a job. And mind you, this, this is a great career where I would have had an easy six-figure salary, a pension, and a railroad retirement, along with mm-hmm. a 401 and a 457. Guys, I would have retired at 55. I would have been set for life. Yeah. And I knew consciously that if I don't take this plea that they're trying to give me, the MTA, it's a very good possibility I'd be terminated. And to me, right. it would work. This is not just about me. There is something bigger here. And we're going to find out when we file a lawsuit how big the story is going to get. And we anticipate it to get big. The lawsuit is against the company that you were working for, right? Yeah. So it's against the Metropolitan Transit Authority, who runs the transit system. And inside the MTA is the organization I worked for, which Mm. is the Long Railroad. So we're suing the MTA and the Long Island Railroad. And we're also suing of uh, the CEO, the former CEO of the MTA, Patrick Foy, who actually called me a jackass because of my social media videos right. that were 
for First Amendment violations, 14th Amendment violations, and defamation. Mm-hmm. And even going to the news articles, all I'm going to say is that the news organizations will be hearing from me as well. Right. And you're also going on the understanding that not all judges are corrupted at this point. Oh, yeah. Not all judges are corrupted. Well, that's but, kind of an important element, right? Well, what, what we're, you know, I, I can't really discuss a, a plan, but um, we hope to get it into a, a specific county. Uh, okay. that we, and, um, you know, we haven't, we haven't filed yet. We're definitely going to. We're right there. And mm-hmm. that's that's going to be what we do because uh, it's where I reside out of, to say the least. So what would you like to see developing next? After we file the lawsuit, I would like to see this story um, hit mainstream. And it's not for personal reasons where I want to get my name out there. Mm-hmm. I want the story to hit mainstream because they are clearly attacking us as citizens for right. our personal opinion. And a lot of people are scared. And, and the cancel culture... Right very real thing it's the most powerful thing the government's doing to people and people don't want to speak up and i want to be this person that people look at and say you know what if he can do it i know i can because i know if i can nobody else can and i want to make it clear that it's not about me it is about where we are in this country and we also have these prisoners that are locked up for their political opinion in dc what do you know what do you know about what's happening with them so people don't know this and there are hundreds of people that are locked up in D.C. currently still for the January 6th protests. What, right? what, did, they, what did they do to get them locked up? The, the consensus that it looks like is that they went inside the building. That okay. looked like the, the common ground for all of them. And right. some of them claim that they didn't go in. I don't know. But that is an opinion that I've made. No one told me. Right. But the story is that they went in and that's the crime. Yeah, they're, they're trying to charge people with a conspiracy. Uh, the, the, these are the two main ones they're trying to get on almost everybody. There's a conspiracy um, to obstruct a government hearing and a conspiracy to um, hit a police officer or a conspiracy to um, hit, you know, damage towards government property and mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. They're refusing to release all of this footage to the Capitol right now because they know that these people would be innocent if they released all of this footage. It shows that most of them didn't do anything. And most also that they didn't break in. Actually, they were escorted in, right? Or, correct. The police um, escorted these people in. You know, I'm not saying the police escorted everybody in, but the most of those people, maybe, I don't know the percentage, but I mean, I saw it with my two eyes mm-hmm. that the, letting people in. And I even... No, I even, I mean, I saw the hand waves. I mean, there's multiple videos out there. Hey, come on in, just, come on. Just like somebody directing traffic, kind of. Right? That's what it was. And it was clear yeah. as that. And, and it's just looking back at it, you know, can you imagine, like, there are multiple people that were like, oh, the Capitol Police is letting us in. It's not trespassing. I'm going to go in. They're staying right. inside red ropes. They're taking pictures. They're like, well, they let us in, so we're not doing anything wrong. Right. And then, you know. The FBI is throwing flashbangs at their house, arresting them, treating them that they're actual terrorists, when it's the FBI that's the real terrorist. Yeah, the public is being told by the media that, I'm not sure, but I think they mentioned that this was worse than anything since the Civil War. Since the maybe Civil worse, War. Maybe Harbor. worse than the Civil War. Pearl Harbor, yeah. I mean, it's just absolute nonsense. Nobody had guns. Nobody was there to mm-hmm. kill anybody. We were there because a, we wanted to express our First Amendment right that the, that the election was stolen. 
And that's why people were there. That's definitely why I was there, to say the least. And I know a lot of thousands, tens of thousands will agree with me. They were there because the president called for us to go there peacefully. Nobody was trying to be violent. And they infiltrated infiltrated this, the Democrats and the rhinos, Mike Pence, all did this by design. So they want you to think that you guys were extreme terrorists, worse than anything since Pearl Harbor, and the Civil War was mostly peaceful. It is it is such a disgrace that the fake president of the United States, along with congressmen and congresswomen, are calling American citizens terrorists when there was no act of terror at all. Yeah. Well, actually, they're they're stepping up on that now. And since this week, I think it was... They've well, this is only early in the week when we're talking last week, I guess uh, the administration came out and defined terrorism, the biggest terrorist threats to be specific as questioning the vaccine or questioning the election or something else. Disagreeing with the de- I mean, this is real. The Department of Homeland Security and the Joe Biden administration have said that you are going to be classified as a terrorist if you disagree with us. That's what it comes down to. Basically, that's it. Yeah. Dissenting is terrorism. I mean, this is this is this is reality. And, you know, standing up for what you believe in. I lost my career. I lost my apartment. I had to move out on notice. I lost it all. And it was a very hard time. But you know what? I'm very blessed because I know that there is something bigger here than just a career. And it's worth it to speak up. It's worth it to fight for what you believe in. It's what God wants us to do. And right. this is what it really comes down to at the end of the day is fighting for God. So when you translate into what, you know, the average person can do, because the, the complaint is that everybody's just putting up with this stuff, with the tyranny and the fascism, which is where government and big corporations work together to enslave people, which is exactly what's happening. And, um, and people are saying, you know, how can we do anything against this massive power that has all the money and can tell us what to do? There are so many things that you can do. It's not complying with the mask. Walk into a store without a mask. You have you have rights. You right. have that were created in the 90s to protect you and your medical background. So if you walk into a store and they tell you to put a mask on, I mean, I don't know if they're doing that anymore, but if they, if they if it ends up happening again. You yeah. say, simply say, I have a health condition. I don't want to wear it. They're not allowed to even ask you at that point on. And I've done it before. I've walked into yeah. a tar. I've done it all. And it may be multiple times. And you know what? You have to expect the confrontation. But you right. have, have to, our freedoms are not free. And it's all by refusing to wear the mask, not mm-hmm. taking the deathly injection COVID vaccine, not right. complying with what these corporations and the government is telling us what to do. Because- right complying where has it gotten us it's gotten us into more tyranny well, yeah i mean there's two levels to understand with all that stuff one is the mask even if there was a real virus which they don't have any proof whatsoever that there is uh and all the tests for it are fake it, even if it was completely real the masks are have holes in them that are too big to stop the virus number one it's and, there's labels on the boxes that it doesn't protect you from viruses i'm sorry I cut you off right no that's fine um also the masks out of the package and the swabs that they're using for the fake tests have been contaminated and they've been contaminated with long fibers that move and they look like graphene oxide and so, it's causing pneumonia 
And that's another reason why yeah. all, all these people are getting sick. And if they haven't taken the vaccine, it's because they've been wearing the mask, cleaning out their right. immune system. So now that they go back to work and they get outside, now they're getting all these viruses and their body's not used to it anymore. Well, and there's a lot of reports from the 1918 flu uh, epidemic that a lot of the disease was bacterial pneumonia caused by wearing masks. And that's what we're seeing today in the hospitals on top of the deathly injections where yeah. people are getting COVID and right. they've taken the deathly injection. Yeah. And, and wearing the mask does not cure a virus, for God's sake, man. And the, and the fake testing, those swabs have been contaminated, too. And, it, you know, people have been trained in schools and by the media. Common sense is unscientific and you should forget about it. But real science always respects common sense and intuition, and they get a lot of their ideas from that. And the common sense is that if this were a terrible pandemic and that contagious, you could take a little touch of the side of your mouth or let you breathe on the swab, and that would be quite adequate. You don't have to put it in almost to your brain. And what exactly you just said is what these doctors and nurses are saying and they're all being censored on these big tech platforms. They don't That's want right. to. Yeah. The other thing is, even if the pandemic were real, there are certain things that America was founded on, and they involve things like natural rights, which are inal- unalienable. I never remember if it's in or on. I think it's unalienable, which means that you can't declare an emergency and take away rights. It can never happen in a free country. Because if it, if it could, even in a real pandemic, where 90% of the people are dying, if you could authorize the government or an agency to say, well, we're really sorry, but we have to take away your rights because there's an emergency, all they have to do is declare an emergency and it's all gone. So and, the yeah, idea is they can't. Yeah, they can't do it. Every This whole entire COVID fake pandemic is totally illegal across the board. And they are just a making their move on humanity and humanity is waking up. People are starting to see it and mm-hmm. they don't care about laws and rules. They just want people to comply and cave in. And this is part of the plan. This is part of what's not working. You know, people aren't complying. So now they're just making more illegal moves on us. Right. And they're also watching certain doctors go on mainstream media and say everybody should do whatever they're told to do, no matter whether it makes sense or not, that the pandemic is going to kill everybody. And it's the now they're starting with the unvaccinated people are the villains and probably terrorists, and they're going to be killing everybody else. So people need to know, how can you see through, you know, some of this real fear? I guess it's fear pornography, right? Yeah, and exactly. It's based on lies. And, and it's like Trump. Trump's problem. You hear an authority say something, and we're trained to think it's true. And the general public hears a doctor on CNN or some other program, and they think, of course the doctor's telling the truth. And what's really hard to grasp is, no, some of those really highly credentialed, respected doctors and public health officials, they may not be telling the truth and know it. Telling the truth. They are not telling the truth at all. I mean, when Dr. Fauci, let's take Dr. Fauci, the best example of all, right? Let's take, he tells us that the mask isn't, you shouldn't wear it. Then he tells us that we should wear it. And he fought all the time without wearing it. He was caught at the baseball game where he threw the pitch into the first base. I I saw that. 
everything he touches is a fraud. And mm-hmm. he, he, he has lied continuously. He gets called out by Rand Paul and he started fidgeting. That was one of my favorite moments I've ever seen. That was pretty good. Yeah. Now, if you know, this is again, talking about the power of conditioning. If somebody could reach Rand Paul, and tell him that the vaccine is a weapon because he doesn't understand it yet, and that all vaccines are a fraud and give him the backup documents to prove it, Rand Paul could become incredible. I think Rand Paul has the most potential um, to be the best front runner in 24 for the Republican Party. Um, I say that because he called out Fauci and this New World Order for what it is. The He's only got courage. He's got a lot of courage. I remember he was in D.C. when all these BLM and Antifa people were trying to almost kill him. Yeah, I saw the video, right? Yeah, and that was that was petrifying. And he went he walked right through it. And now he's calling out Fauci. He made a three minute speech about we have we have they're basically taking away our freedoms. He's the person to call this basically a new world order. This is they're they're doing this. And Trump hasn't done it. DeSantis hasn't done it. They're both endorsing the fake vaccine. I mean, that's right. That's right. And and DeSantis, I think, has the same problem. He looks like a good man, and he's doing some things that are really good, banning the lockdowns and things like that. But he's totally fooled by these, you know, very fancy pharma executives telling him what's really going on with the pandemic. And he needs he has the same problem as Trump. People with amazing credentials that are respected everywhere, that are the head of big industries, and he thinks. These obviously these guys are great and they're working for us and they're telling the truth. He's being fooled. And the reason why that they're being fooled is because there's no pushback from the base. So Trump supporters in general know that the vaccine isn't a real vaccine. And Trump saying Operation Warp Speed. So first of all, they are going to use this against him in 24 when all these deaths are going to come out and they're going to say Trump was killing everybody. Jen Psaki just said something last week about it. What? And, and and they're going to do the same thing to DeSantis, Operation Warp Speed, and they, mm-hmm. they want vaccines for everybody. And yeah. walking into a trap, and he has no idea. I don't think DeSantis even really understands PCR. Because he if he did, the, the test, yeah, because if he did, he'd know the number of diagnosed cases of COVID is zero. And, and I haven't heard anybody acknowledge that. Nobody is acknowledging the actual facts behind the COVID exams and the vaccines, and it is a big problem. And, and what, they're, what they're doing to save themselves is saying, oh, it's a choice. The vaccines that they have for COVID should not be a choice. They should not be in this country. It's a deathly mm-hmm. injury. It was planned for years. Yeah. Why is nobody calling this out and holding Trump and DeSantis accountable, which is what we should be doing? You do this Absolutely. to your- it, it, You know, pe- people want to make things a religion. And so once they decide that Trump knows everything, then even if he does something that's killing people, they say, well, it's for a deeper reason and some greater good. And, and they need to get common sense back. We are there. It's, it's, it's all about the, he's, he's a 5D chess player. He's a genius. He's, exactly. He's, and that was the Q disinformation strategy. And it's, that was false by the CIA. And, and, yeah, and people really fell. They're still falling for it. I, I can't there's people who think that Trump is evil because of the vaccines or other things. And there's people that think that everything Trump does is perfect because everything's 5D and you don't understand it. Yeah. And and just, you know, get your common sense back. Correct. And if you criticize any type of common sense by Trump, or you worry, oh, you know, Trump should be doing this. 
they they're like the left when it comes to how they defend Trump, and they just. It's so extreme, and it's like you you need to stop following an anonymous posting, and you need to understand that he's up to his neck in corruption with bad advisors, and he has no outside information coming to him. No, it's amazingly successful, you know, the screen around him, and I'm wondering if we can get through to Rand Paul. It would be wonderful if somebody's watching this who can who knows Rand Paul to say he's the only one that's willing to talk about this new world order. We need a direct connection to Rand Paul, because, and I tried Ron, but he doesn't answer either. And Rand Paul doesn't answer his phones, and nobody answers the phones in his office. So they, They've covered as many angles as possible. Um, I, you know, and big tech, along with these viral, the videos that go viral, I mean, they block everything. Um, right. it's, this, is, this is a hustle, is pretty much what this is about. That's why it's yeah. important podcast because you never know someone who can watch it and you may catch a break at one point exactly whatever's meant to happen you know if we're doing our part then we just leave the results up to god right that's exactly what it is and it's so important at this time that we put our faith in god god has full control over all of this yeah. whether, whether it's going on the fake vaccine my personal yeah. situation, god is in right. control. but it doesn't mean that you don't do anything yourself you know, you, you do everything you can and then leave the results. Correct. And it's, it's, I'm exhausted from the political activism to making videos, but it's worth it because I'm doing what I can for God. And if I told you the spiritual signs that we, you know, that I get that keeps my left foot in front of my right going, yeah. there's, I'm doing everything I can to fight for him. And it's up to, like you said, it's up to God for the results when to happen. That's right. And worrying about that just wastes your energy. And I think everybody, like you said, has that internal guidance. And if you make a priority of hearing that and following it, then it saves you a lot of wrong side turns, right? Correct. And uh, it's following the signs and embracing them and just understand that uh, this is a, there is evil on planet Earth. And it may be scary. It may be tiring. But we need humanity. The, the way to defeat this is that humanity wakes up and comes together. And yeah. the media dividing that and right. this is we are coming together we just have to organize it it's happening at- yeah yeah and be aware that we're under pressure to have division you know separate us so don't fall for the constant thing that everything's about racism or you know about war between genders or between social classes or anything like that everybody's human beings and there's, we waste our energy by hating anybody. Correct. You, you never, first of all, you never judge anybody. That's up to God. But right. you don't judge people uh, based on how they're born. And number one, skin color. You don't judge someone based on their skin color. That's how, that's how God created them. It's and, the costume that we're wearing at the moment. Yeah. You know, yeah. To, to, to hold that against somebody is just really not intelligent. No, it's ridiculous. And the media is doing was doing a good job at dividing, but now it's getting to a point where the Hispanic community and the black community, I mean, they, the mainstream media is reporting that the black community is not even taking the vaccine. Yeah. You know, the, this is what's getting out. Now they're trying to say the black community is doing something bad. Uh, they, they are so disgraceful. The mainstream media is doing everything possible yeah. to by race. Now they're going to divide us by being vaccinated versus unvaccinated. Exactly. Exactly. And and have all the vaccinated people cheer for the other ones being hauled away to camps and stuff like that. And they will cheer it because they're useful idiots. And that's the term that, that is actually used yeah. by the government. 
Yeah, we have to realize, you know, we're all siblings of each other, family members, and we should support each other as much as we can, which leads me to kind of a wrap-up point, unless there's anything we didn't get to that we should have, and that is how you would like people to follow or support what you're doing. So I do have a a Give, Send, Go account for uh, my situation and what's happened uh, uh, for bills and lawyer fees and stuff like that. Um, I do have a website where I sell clothes um, that just launched. It's unfilteredfreedom.org. It's all about the political designs and it's political designs on the, on post election. That's what we focused on. Mm -hmm. And take a look, you know, we have exposed the fraud where it's, there's just the one design I'll, I'll explain. And it's, it's Dr. Fauci and Bill Gates in a cartoon holding a vaccine with droplets coming out. And with uh-huh. an evil, and these designs were made not about the election, but about what's going on in this world. They're conversation starters. Mm-hmm. So that's on unfilteredfreedom.org. And okay. then I, I am mainly on Instagram at unfilteredconservative and on TikTok, unfilteredconservative1. Those are my platforms that I okay, use. So I'm writing this down the old-fashioned way with a pen and paper like they did in oh, the old days. Gotcha. So, right? They actually did stuff like that. So Instagram was what? Unfiltered? Unfiltered what? conservative. Okay. On Instagram. Okay. And what was the other one? And then TikTok is unfiltered conservative, the number one. Okay. And then your website... Again, the address is unfilteredfreedom.org. Okay, that's great. And the Give, Send, Go is like an alternative to GoFundMe or something like that, because those tend to censor people. Yeah, and, go f- and they tend to cut off campaigns that they don't agree with politically. Correct. They have done that in the past. And Give, Send, Go is a Christian website where they do not do that at all. And oh, that's great. That's great. great. It is very good. And is it easy to find you on that? On Give, Send, Go? Yeah. Yes, there is a link. Uh, you, could, you can search my name. I have my name there. Stephen Rosati is my, my name. And uh, I, I will have a link that will will attach or something across those lines. And the Give, Send, Go is also on my Instagram page. Um, and it's on my TikTok page as well. Uh, okay. It describes my whole story and what happened. Good, good. So did we get a pretty complete overview of the whole situation at this point? Yeah, I believe, I, be, I believe so. You know, just um, pray for this nation yeah. and a special shout out to all those people that are in jail in D.C. on, on January 6th because of January 6th. Right. Uh, worse than Guantanamo Bay prisoners, and they are being refused their rights. They're not talking to lawyers. There's little to no communication. They're not seeing sunlight. They're on solitary confinement. It is torture what is happening right right now to them. It's in here. That's what I heard too. So what's the best way to try to help them? A couple of them also have give send goes um, that I've been connected with. And Mm -hmm. um, they all have like these campaigns, just like I do. Um, Give send go is basically the best thing. Uh, There's multiple names that I've, that I've seen across and um, I could send you some of them uh, after this. That would be good. We can post them. Yeah, we definitely will. And, um, it's it's just totally disgraceful what they're doing to them. Who, who's in charge of that whole system of people being put in the basement in the police station, in the prison? Um, it has to be Christopher Ray's FBI, what I would imagine is number one. Is that FBI? It's not the Capitol Police, right? 
Well, it very well could be the Capitol Police because they're the ones that were saying this is the worst thing they've seen, the worst insurrection they've seen. Yeah. Was, but it looked like that he was infiltrating as a Trump supporter inside the Capitol. And I forgot who his name, his name, but it looked just like him. Right. So whatever the race of the people, and I imagine there are several different races of people in jail there. It's not, not oh, all. Uh, Cash Kelly uh, is a former MS-13 gang member, and he's in jail in D.C. Now, mind you, the, the, what I sent you uh, looks like that he's uh, kind of compromised, to say the least, inside that jail right now. Uh, and um, it's, it's not just, it's your political opinion. It doesn't matter about your race. That's right. inside. Right. Political opinion. So we need to find out whether it's Capitol Police or what office is in charge of that whole operation and maybe communicate with them would be a good idea. You know, Matt Gates and Taylor Green went to the D.C. police to check out the conditions and they and the, the Capitol, not the, uh, the corrections officers, I guess, the building locked them yeah. out of it. I heard that. Yeah, I, I saw a story on that. Yep. So, so that was Matt Gates and who else? Uh, Taylor Green. Right. Major Taylor Green. Because they shouldn't be dropped. I mean, no. how, can, how can they be kept out? They are doing this so that people take pleas. And they want to see that there is guilt to justify what they've done. And, and almost all of them are not taking any pleas. They want to go to trial. So a lot of these people, they're just getting pushed back 60 days, and there's no answers. And the judges right. are, are just... But, are, but I, I mean, how can the Congress people be kept out of inspection? Matt Gates even specifically said they had an appointment made. They knew they were coming, and they still locked them out for a couple hours, and I don't think they even got in. And I don't happened. think they did either. Yeah. That happened a couple weeks ago. And what are they hiding? They're hiding the conditions. That we they're know treating. what they're hiding. Yeah, exactly. It's so obvious. It's disgraceful yeah. happening. And, you know, you, and these are people are fathers, their daughter, uh, fathers and sons and business owners, and they have families, they have kids. And they're being treated like they're nothing. These are Americans that are being locked up for a political opinion. This country is the greatest country on earth with constitutional rights. And right. they've completely taken it away from them. It's disgusting. And people there, need to understand what's happening here. Are there women in that group? Do you know? Absolutely. There are women that are locked up. There was women that went inside as well. And right. how, how can you get them with trespassing if you allowed them in? I mean, it's just unreal what is happening. This should yeah. be the yeah, and, and we should be hearing, if it's Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates and yeah. maybe others, and uh, they, should, they should be talking about it every day. There's not a whole lot of congressmen and congresswomen that are talking about it. I mean, no. it's been long enough to, I, to bring I've, I've been trying to contact just anybody in Congress, anybody in state legislatures, anybody in government at any position of power to see if there's somebody not corrupted willing to get into more of an action mode to do constructive things. And it's really hard to find any. Most most of the so-called representatives have hired staffs to make sure nobody can talk to them. And it, it's really, really amazing. My, my congressman, Andrew Garbarino, um, I called days before the 6th, and I said, if Garbarino, Andrew Garbarino, Republican from Long Island, yeah. um, he certifies the election results. It will be a duty of mine to get him elected out. I spoke to his secretary. Do you really think that message got to Garbarino? Of course not. And what did he no. do? He certified the illegal results of the election and impeached no. Trump, by the way, a Republican. 
Right, right, exactly. And the infrastructure, we could talk for a long time, I'll, I'll shut up in a minute, but the infrastructure yeah. bill that, that just got passed, and I guess it got completely passed, it's, what is it, 2,700 pages? 2,700 pages long, $3.5 trillion, and it's got everything but infrastructure in it. Yeah, well, according to the senator in Arizona, it's got, you know, actual infrastructure, but I think it's also got um, things where the new cars have to be provided with spy mechanisms to check your state of mind before you're allowed to turn on the car and breathalyzer to see if you have anything unapproved in your system and um, tax you by the mile. It guarantees men and women's sports and in women's bathrooms so that, you know, nothing will be unfair against those people. And it's a lot of completely crazy stuff that was passed with the addition of Republicans voting for it. The only people that have read that are the lawyers that wrote it. You think these politicians... Yeah. And, and even those lawyers may have been assigned to sections, and I don't know if they of read course. the whole thing, you know. And multiple, maybe maybe hundreds of lawyers that you don't even know who they are. Right, with terms of art and tricky words and double yep. meetings and all kinds Here's, of and call, and call it an infrastructure bill so that way the media can run the headline. Right, and what has been incredible for, to me for a long time is that even well-meaning representatives in Congress almost never read what they vote on. Why, why, why would they? If they exactly. Don't... Yeah, they've got their pay and their, their insider trading and whatever else they're doing. And they're, they get away with all of this. And they got away with stealing the election. They can get away with pretty much anything. I you mean, know, if, if for a reasonable system, they should not be able to vote on anything that they haven't thoroughly read and understood personally. But they'll tell you that they read the whole thing. And I remember when Remember, it was Rand Paul who actually was reading a bill. It was a spending bill, and he actually was reading it, and he was writing on Twitter what he was seeing in it. And he yeah. actually stayed up all night. You think they're all doing that? Come on. That no, was the first that, people probably ever did. Almost no one ever does that. No. Nah. So they just we're going to vote this in. That's it. There's definitely some work to do, but, but the potential, one thing that's really being hidden that's critical is not just the bad stuff that's going on, but the potential of humans who wake up. And that's what's scaring. It's scaring them that people are coming together. We really need the Democrats that were wrong about voting mm-hmm. for Biden. And they yeah. need to and say, it's okay to be wrong, you know, and, and no one Absolutely. has any, like, like the, 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 the most smartest people in the world admit when they're wrong. I've been wrong many times. You well, yeah. perfect, no. but just put your ego to the side and admit that you were wrong. We could really move forward here. Oh, it would be totally incredible. I mean, even though Biden has destroyed so much so fast, if people did what you just said, it could be reversed very quickly. Yep. And another, another thing, too, with these lockdowns in Australia and here, you know, you have to remember that the lockdowns are not as bad as they are in other countries because we have constitutional rights. We have the 1A and we have the 2A. And that's why we're not as bad as Australia and New Zealand who goes on lockdown for one case. We yeah. have rights to protect us and they know that that's why it's bad here yet but they're going to try and take it away we have to speak up and do and take action now peaceful action right and if you want to get a lot of people doing that rather than going and trying to force them to do it you do it yourself and be an example it's understanding that nobody is there to save you trump's not there to save you you nobody 
if if somebody saves us at some point, great. That's fun. we have no objection. But until then, you know, it's pretty much a, a, up to what we do. Correct. It is. It's up to us. It's up to America. It doesn't matter the skin color. It doesn't matter where you're from. No. There's going on. It's medical tyranny to be exact. And it's time to take action. Understand that that we are in a yeah. really time. We have to speak up. Right. And when they say follow the science and obey your rulers, science questions everything. Real science. Real science. There's Dr. no ego involved. Remember, Dr. Fauci went on MSNBC and he stated that if you don't follow me, you don't follow science. Who died? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's the opposite. There's no ego. And a real scientist says, thank you for showing me I'm wrong. Now I'm closer to the truth. Correct. And then it works. But, you know, all the real scientists, the real doctors, the real nurses are being censored by big tech and then ultimately being fired from their careers, too. Yeah. So they're going to have to be strong. They, we, we have no choice. No, that's right. You know, in New York City, they're mandating vaccine cards for city and state employees and restaurants. Right. I mean, you think complying is going to get you to get you yeah. anywhere? The Ever. problem is once you get to this point, if you comply, it gets worse. I mean, it's already gotten worse because we've complied. And now if you comply, this is like the tipping point where, yeah. like, you know, it's like God giving us a second chance almost, where if you don't comply here, we can still make it. But if you comply mm-hmm. here... You think it's going to stop here? It's going to get a lot harder. And it, when they get to the point of building camps, you know, we're like late 30s Germany, except on a worldwide scale. On a global scale. It's right. happening. Right. I mean, it's Germany. We have, we have to show our papers. Exactly. So when you look at what happened in World War II in Germany, what would you have liked those people to do? So um, you, you prove it by doing it now. Yeah. And what happens if all of those people that were in concentration camps came together and fought back? They would have won. Yeah, that's they right. Got us on fear. And that's through our television. This is a different. They don't want to go to physical war. They want to go war through your mind. They and want us to kill ourselves. Yes. Yeah. They, they, I mean, I forgot who it was. It might have been this MSNBC's host father. Um, I, I forgot her name, where he said, Back in the day, he's like, it's easier to control humanity than it is to kill them. Yeah, exactly. I think that was Brzezinski. That's who it was. Yep. Yeah. And, her, and his daughter's is on MSNBC and a host of Guiding the country. <laughs> I mean, so obvious. It's so obvious. Come on, America. This yeah. is, we're losing our country. We're losing what the foundation is built on. Our founding fathers of 1776 would right. be. Would, would be rolling in their graves right now, but it's not too late. It's not too late. No, He's, I really don't think so. We can still we're, do that. We're still in the good old days compared to where they want to take us. And of we course, can, and we look, can look, look at Australia, where they're on, you, you're not even allowed to take a sip of alcohol without a mask on. We're nowhere near that right now because we're pushing back. Right, right, right. The rights it's are all Because we're pushing back, and we are pushing back. Yeah. The right- it, it has to expand now. It does. So do this, and it takes everybody to do it. Well, hopefully, you'll let us have an update at some point and come back. Um, definitely, yeah, I definitely will. And we'll be okay. in contact. Yeah, thanks for being here, and we'll say goodbye yeah. in the break. Here. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Okay. Okay, you guys, that was Steve Rosati, who was somebody I was really fortunate, I think, to see on Alex's Sunday show with Kara Castronova who may eventually come and meet you guys too on the show. 
And Steve is inspiring. I think he's really trying to do what's right. He's basically doing his best to give his whole life to God and just follow his internal guidance, which is something everybody can do. And things can turn out better than it might appear if you do that, because there's incredible power and and accuracy behind that stuff. So having examples of people actually doing it, uh, as as we know, Steve gave up a amazing career with benefits and retirement and all kinds of, you know, money benefits to do what he thought was right, which is what I noticed in his story when I heard him on Alex's show and I was hoping he'd come on. It was a little hard to find, but after that, uh, he agreed to come on. Um, and his website, which is just now starting, I think it looks pretty rudimentary. It'll probably be developing in the weeks to come, but it's up now and it's called uh, unfilteredfreedom.org and worth supporting. He's also got a give, send, go money raising account for all the legal fees and everything he's trying to do. And I think that sounds really worthwhile to support. And you just find it under his name, Stephen Rosati, S-T-E-V-E-N-R-O-S-A-T-I and give, send, go is according to what he just told us. It's a Christian site that also is very highly moral and doesn't kick people out for dissenting opinions and something that uh, the mainstream money-raising sites can't say, honestly. So that's worth supporting. He's on Instagram. See if I get all this right. Instagram.com slash unfiltered conservative. And on TikTok, T-I-K-T-O-K uh slash uh, tiktok.com slash at unfiltered conservative and the number one after it pretty sure i got all that correct and um i think the value of somebody who is uh, living up to what they believe in is incredible and it can spread it's contagious like what we're saying about starting a real positive pandemic of consciousness not of sickness but of the opposite, clarity, consciousness, health, compassion, not hating anybody, you know, don't fall for the media, constant incitement for the racism nonsense. Any kind of racist attitude is just totally non-intelligent. So don't fall for that. And don't fall for hating anybody. You know, the, the thing to remember is we're much more powerful even if you have to be in a fight, even if you have to defend yourself or your family or other people against attack, you're much more powerful if there's no hate there. That's a that's a myth that hate and fear and anger make you stronger. They don't. They make you make bad decisions that you're sorry for later when it's a worse situation. So consciousness, I think that's what we came to. That's the root of the whole thing. Change it in yourself. And then whatever you share is totally more powerful. So thanks for being patient through the kind of long interview. It was longer show than I expected, but it was really valuable. Steve said a lot of great things, and he's worth following and supporting and sending good energy to and money if you can afford it to his gifts and go account. Um, and hopefully he'll be back and we'll hear more updates from him. And I'm sure that he's going to be putting the updates on TikTok and um instagram and maybe on his site as soon as that gets developed more so stay in touch there 
and stay in touch with Lost Arts Radio because it's going to determine where we're still on the air. And if you want to support us, that would be really nice too. I haven't figured out how to do this with money, without money. And we're not doing commercials mainly because every time something gets suggested, it just doesn't quite feel clear. But we need money, you know, and we're not up to where we need to be yet. So go to lostartsradio.com and find the donate button and uh, help us there if you can. Not if you're struggling for survival, of course, take care of yourself first. But if you can help us, that would be really nice of you and would be well used to keep us going. And you can also support us on subscribestar.com slash lostartsradio. Um, and you can look into Planetary Healing Club if you want to get personally deeper into all the work that we're doing on health uh, in an un- uncensored, unfiltered environment and aspects of consciousness that we mentioned on the show with Steve just now that are really essential and powerful. And we're trying to get out to more and more people who are ready to look at this stuff and brave enough to work on themselves because that's the most demanding of anything. I mean, facing external enemies is one thing, but facing yourself, it may not look like it, but it's actually more challenging, but you can do it. And if you do do that, uh, it opens up what you can contribute to the rest of the world, including all the people you're interacting with. So it's worth looking into. That's uh, planetaryhealingclub.com. And uh, take care of yourself as a high priority because you want to do good things for the country and the world and other people. You can't do that if you don't take care of yourself. You can't do it to your full capacity, I'll say. You can do it to some extent, but it wears you down. If you take care of yourself, keep yourself in good shape, transform your own physical health, your focus, what you're keeping in your mind all day, all the time, transform all that. Um, You open up power that doesn't even come directly from this level. And that's what we're mostly not supposed to discover. So that's good guidance. It means discover that first, right, right away. And you can do that. You have unlimited capability, except for the things you believe are impossible. So check that out. Make sure you know. I think that's about it. So um, hope you have a great rest of the week, new week coming up. And um, thanks for your support and spreading the links because we don't want the censorship and the shadow banning to win the whole thing. So your help is necessary. And I appreciate it very much. Thank you. And hope everything good happens for you this week and always. Um, appreciate your being part of our circle and our family and wish you the best. And we'll see you here very soon next time. And uh, remember that we have the Saturday show too, Lost Arts Radio Live. All the archives are free. And um, Planetary Healing Club meets right after that. So have a good night. We'll talk to you soon. Introducing Lost Arts Radio on Subscribestar.com. Just go to Subscribestar.com slash Lost Arts Radio to find our rewards program offering 10 different giving levels starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level, from extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs, to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you 
can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on Facebook Live, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on big text platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows, except the banned ones, are on our YouTube channel, at Lost Arts Radio. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month, where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with host Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. Stay tuned because up next, you'll get to hear a really great song by an independent artist that we're doing our best to support. Go to lostartsradio.com slash music for the full list of all the great songs and bands that we spin on our audio-only podcast shows. If you're in a band and want to submit a song for consideration for airplay on Lost Arts Radio, visit my website at diamonddiscaudio.com for more information about the music placement, mastering, and mixing work that I do. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with. Follow flame, freedom flame, blaze us, oh blaze us. Follow flame, freedom flame, blaze us, oh blaze us, blaze us. Bye-bye. 
eyes. I'm so grateful for the sleep. I'm giving thanks to the divine. Everything seems crazy. Gotta keep it off my mind while I'm looking for the good and all the peace that I can find. Have you heard about the violent flame? The flame of freedom, that's her name. Look around, you think it's time for change. Protection, keep me safe through the night. Seem like everything's a crazy. Gotta keep it off my mind while I'm looking for the good and all the peace that I can find. Have you heard about the violet flame? The flame of freedom, that's her name. Well, look around, you think it's time for change. Everybody ready? Blazers, blazers, fire the flame, freedom flame, blazers, come on blazers, blazers. 